Welcome to episode three of the Casual Shooters podcast. Well, and today was our final day of shooting at Nationals um, with mixed results. So that's what we're going to be talking about for the most part today with some other things thrown in. Who would like to start this off? Go ahead, Leo. Oh, good. The person who did worst can start talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I don't know if you all can tell. I did not have the best uh, nationals ever. Um, but that's okay, because I still had fun. Uh, I definitely know the things I need to work on. Um, and kind of like we said in the last podcast, like it's reinvigorated me a little bit. Um, but it has definitely brought to light some fundamental uh, marksmanship, marksmanship issues that I have not been practicing just because of circumstance and what have you. Um, and it was very, very apparent that those are things like th- this is a perishable skill set. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, there are people that are, you know, just natural born cardboard assassins. I am not one of them, so I need to practice, and that, that's it. I need to practice. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I have to say, uh, for me, this has been a uh, my first national championship, so it's been awesome. Now, I, uh, I did better than what I had thought I was going to do, and which, you know, makes me feel good. Uh like you were talking about the uh, training, I've been you know doing a lot of the uh, uh, dry firing down in my uh, at my house in my basement, and uh, it seems to have paid off for me. So uh, that that has been an awesome thing for me. So I have enjoyed enjoyed this. Uh, I loved our little competition that Leo and I have had, and that's been awesome. It's paid off very well for me. Uh, I enjoy my appetizers. They're wonderful. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so, there you have it. I, I wanted to, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was goals. I think, um, I think one of the things I learned here these three days is to have a goal in mind. And when I've listened to other podcasts and they've talked about set a goal, um, I, I didn't, I don't think I really knew what was being said because I don't think I really had a goal. I think saying, oh, watching my sights or um, not having any scored penalties wasn't really a valid goal. Um, so I'm gonna, I am actually going to talk about the goal I had for today. Uh, for the oh. end, for the match, yes. Okay. I am going to talk about it because here's the okay. thing: it's nothing personal with anybody. But when we had the ammo situation come up, when zombie ammo apocalypse hit, and I zeroed that stage, I knew that what I ultimately wanted, which was a higher standing in the finals by shooting my ability across the board, was done. You can't zero a stage and then be as high as you want without those extra points. So, I had to set a goal. 
and my goal was to try to catch the guy in our squad who was shooting the best. I came very close, but ultimately I did not make it. The guy shot well. Good for him. But what it did was it kept me focused. Even when I was making little mistakes here and there, it kept me focused because I knew if I didn't stay focused and do the things I needed to do, I was going to fall farther and farther behind. So he was driving me to remain focused and keep shooting and do those things I knew I had to do. So for that, I thank Michael Mahoney because yeah. that, that guy kept me motivated. His shooting kept me motivated to keep doing what I needed to do and remain focused. So my hat is off to him. Well, and, and it's it's interesting that, uh, A, I'm really glad that you're talking about it, you know, for for this particular reason because of goals and whatnot. Um, because what I will say, and I think we talked, we touched on it a little bit in our drive back to, uh, to wild Turkey tavern. Um, not a sponsor, which was, uh, like I, I told you, I saw in, in you and I've seen it recently. Um, this, like the, this drive, but I saw it in you today, which I don't know if you picked up on the fact like there were a lot of times where you shot, where when, before you were shooting, normally I'd be like, all right, hey, you know, do whatever. But I, I kind of left you alone because you were definitely zoned in to what you were doing and um, like visualizing and pre-planning and wa- doing your walkthrough and making sure that you knew what you were doing. Um, so it was very impressive to watch and just be like, I'm going to I'm going to let him do him. Uh, because I know I knew what your goal was going in, and I'm like, I want him to be able to, at the very least, give his best effort in achieving that goal. Yeah, and that's why I'm not disappointed. I did everything I could, and this goes back to, you know, all the other podcasts you listen to, where you have guys who are GMs, and they all say you can't worry about what the other guys do, and you can only do you. And that's exactly what I did. I couldn't, even on that last one, it was so tempting to try to listen to what his time was and listen to what his hit factor was. And I said, no, I cannot be skewed by any of his information. I have got to remain focused on me and I've got to shoot my game and Mm -hmm. let the chips fall where they may. And they fell where they fell. and, And I'm okay with it because... I did the best I could with the cards I was dealt and the way I shot. And I'm, I'm happy with what I did. And you should be, I think you should be. I I definitely am. And now I, now I think I understand better. Um, and as I shoot more and, and progress through this sport, I'll probably get a better handle on it. But now I have a better idea of, okay, that you need to have, an ultimate goal and then you've got to have a process uh, in which to reach that goal right well and and I think what you were doing before or at least what it seems like is your goals you know quote unquote your goals were the technical aspect of you know don't get any mics or don't get any you know silly penalties like that's not a goal that's just part of the process 
Yeah, that's just the pro. Like you were saying, that's part of the process. That's not the goal. And and you having that goal, I mean, it definitely drove you to 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 do really well. I definitely felt like it pushed me and kept me focused, and and that's what I needed. Yeah, that's what it gave me. So now I will change the way I look at matches and try to set a goal. Um. For that. But I also think part of that too that I had written down was I think that competition that you guys had today coming in from yesterday made both of you really focus and push and try hard. So I think it worked for all of us all around. Mm hmm. I mean, I agree it with you. for Huggy. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, you know, Leo, you definitely were driving. Uh, today, I, I, I was like, holy, I was like, holy cow, you were just going to come out of the gates blazing, and I was like, oh, man, I am going to have to definitely, definitely bring my A game to this, you know, last day. And uh, you were pushing me. I was just like, you know, you were having some good shoots, and I was like, Oh man, I know I'm gonna have to definitely, definitely be visually patient on targets because I was just like, oh, you know, you were you were just eating it up, and I was like, oh, here we go. So, uh, like Dave, I have to say, you know, you pushed me, and I I can't say thank you enough for you know making me reach that next level, you know, and uh, obtaining that, and I enjoy it. I love it. I love our our little banter,s our our you know our friendship. How we push each other to make each other go to that next level. So yeah, it was fun. I will have to say that it, that's something that I think probably all quads should probably have. It's like you know that somebody that is a friend, but you know that's going to push you. You know, not too crazy, but push you enough that's going to make you uh, shoot better, do better, perform better. So. Yeah, not not make it not be personal, but just give you enough motivation to remain focused and do what you're supposed to do. Right, right. So, um, but I will say that <laughs> when you went to, to the shoot house today, and you were like, "What's your stage plan, Chris?" And I'm like, "I'm going to do this, 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 and this." <laughs> and you were like, uh, "I changed one thing, but too late now." I kind of wish you had told me. Uh, I think it might it might have changed up a maybe a second or two, but uh, it, I went with it. It worked. We'll have to say, listeners, make sure you count your ammunition in your mag. Because I came up short in a mag for a ten round count, and actually, you know, I'm changing doing a mag change in the middle of a shoot when I didn't expect it to be. So that's just time. Well, and I can double down on that because I also shorted one of my magazines. So all of a sudden I get a click when I'm supposed to get a bang and I'm like, uh-oh. I automatically knew to drop the mag, you know, reload and chamber another <laughs> round, but that's a waste of time because my... Mm mag change was already scheduled for a movement and here I am standing there doing right. a reload. Oh, it's terrible. 
Yeah. Mental uh, mistake it, on my part. That that was a mental mistake on my part too. Uh, it's one of those things that's it's actually funny. It's, to me, it was kind of gut wrenching because, like you said, you pull the trigger and you're expecting that bang, and there's nothing there, and you're like, it's your gut. At least for me, it just flipped. I was like, oh, you know, because I'm like, this is not supposed to be happening, and but yet immediately I dropped the mag, did a quick mag change, but you know, had to quickly continue on with the you know my focus, but yet it still kind of. Threw me off a little bit at the end, but I held on. Well, I think that brings up, I guess, two points uh, that are, are probably worth talking about. And one is um, conversation we kind of started the other day about sticking to the stage plan that you have, that you've prepped in your mind, and not changing it despite what you see um, other people doing or whatever, um, because it definitely happened. I think what once, yep. At least everybody today, and then um, you know, just having that mental awareness because not for nothing. Uh, I love my, my I love Huggy, but <laughs> sometimes we forget how to count, <laughs> regardless of how many bullets we may or may not put in the magazine. Um, there, there are times where I'm like, okay, he's it, he's it, he's dry. Does he know he's dry? Um, but, but yeah, like what, what do you think about that whole sticking to the stage plan? Cause I know it came up for you, Dave, and I'm pretty sure it came up for you, Huggy. It, uh, definitely came up for me. I specifically said yesterday that I don't change my stage plan because I will screw the pooch. Exact words I used. I changed my stage plan today and I screwed the pooch. Um, when I went to the warm-up bay, uh, which was awesome, I was hitting steel, the farthest steel with ease, strong hand only. I knew we had a strong, a couple of strong hand only uh, stages we had to run. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to warm up. I'm going to shoot some strong hand only. I was nailing it, not having any issues. We get down to that stage. I'm looking at, because what you had was three paper targets, two shots each, either strong hand or weak hand. Whatever you shot strong hand or freestyle, the other array, which was six steel, had to be strong hand only. Initially, I was going to shoot the steel, all freestyle, and then shoot the paper strong hand only. After this morning, I think I got a little bit of a false sense of confidence there. Um, I decided, well, we've got a no-shoot on one. Um, we've got a blackened-out target on one, so you've got a partial. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to freestyle those. And we're so close to the steel that the strong hand should not be an issue, and I don't have to worry about a scored penalty like a no-shoot. Well, that went over like a fart in a spacesuit. Because... <laughs> I drew and I shot the paper just fine and then 47 shots later the steel fell so my score went to Hades so point learned here when you know not to change your stage plan don't change your stage plan and follow your own best advice yes Ugh. oh well 
I'm, I'm still happy with how I shot today, but again, you know, some of us are hard-headed. What can I say? Mm. You know, the, the forehead is seven times hard as oak, but for me, it's the entire skull. Yeah, plus you got like a five head, but it's cool. Um, but who's what about you, Huggy? What, yeah, what about you, Hug? Um, you know, <laughs> you know me. I try to make that bold boo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like I I watch you guys do your stage plan, and a lot of times I follow that. And then there was that one stage where I was just like, I just saw something completely different. And I was like, hmm. I'm just going to try it this way and just see. And I, I kind of wish I could have heard you guys talking to the background, you know, when I was shooting, but I ran it totally different. And no, you don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you said to your face what we were, well, to a degree, what we were saying behind your back. Right, right, right. For safety. I mean, right. It worked, you know, but I will say that was a long shot and I took it and it worked. So, uh, stage planning, uh, you sh I should stick to it, but, uh, that one, I just kind of, I was, I was, like you say, I was being, whoa, <laughs> bold. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So what I will say, in addition, just because they're very distracted by the visuals right now, um, what, I told, what I told Huggy was I, I have never seen somebody shoot a stage so ugly and yet end up shooting it really well because of hits on target. Like, the stage plan went south super quick it was very disorganized, very discombobulated, and I was like, I don't know what he was thinking. But then he got A's and Charlie's, and it was good all day long. Um, it just looked horrific. Yeah, it, it did. It did. I can't... Like I said, I don't... It was a ball move, Cotton, and I, and I did it. And uh, I, I probably will never do it again. <laughs> well... Like, even no, on, on that last... Like that last stage, stage uh, two today, um, I definitely stuck with the plan because that was just, to me, craziness. Because I've never seen that many, uh, that much paper in one stage. And, uh, but however, sticking to the plan worked worked great for me. And I was like, Did it? Can't. Yeah. Did you? Okay, you didn't have any failure to shoot at, did you? No. Okay, all right, good. No, I... Okay, all right, good. Then you did. Yeah, you shot it. All right, good. Yeah, it did work. Good. No, that yeah. was the stage where he shot extra shots. He had like oh, four yeah. alphas, one whole target. Right, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, they were great shots. It just, <laughs> you know, he didn't need to. He just really quadruply wanted to make sure that he knocked that joker out. It was the last stage. Right. He's getting his money's worth. Oh, yeah. Burning down the house. Like that one guy that we saw on the way in, he was shooting PM. And he's like, um, I was like, hey, man, what are you shooting? He's like, oh, production. I'm like, oh, going to the shoot house today. Like, cool. Have, like, you know, just take it slow. He's like, I got so many mics. I'm going to be reckless today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think <laughs> he's like, he's I'm gonna burn this mother down. <laughs> I think that is awesome. <laughs> that guy's my hero. Yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it pays to not be a winner because then you can just do whatever you want. Exactly. That's right. You can John Wick it up. Do do well. Don't do front rolls with a gun in your hand. Yeah. Just you know, for the sake yeah. of competition. But you know, like you could basically just be like, I'm gonna just spray. Right. That's right. <laughs> I got seven magazines. Look yeah. out. That's right. What? Start from, start from one Come side, go to the other. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost wish I was doing that bad that I could have just been like, well, I'm going to do whatever I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. that was hilarious when you told me what that guy said. Oh. So we had a stage today which none of us have been able to figure out. So if you are a GM and you have your own podcast... Answer me this. How in the heck can you have like four mics on a stage with a part-time and have a hit factor of 63? That's what I want to know. I I hmm. was I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Stage yeah. four. Yeah. Um I've, I don't know if it's gonna be a classifier or what, but what in the world? I was baffled by that stage. Uh, yeah, I, it was interesting because it almost paid to just take a couple of well-placed shots and then just not shoot outside the part-time. Right. Because if you had just, you know, what? So the first string was fours. So if you had four, six alphas, or Alpha Charlie or whatever, and then you just didn't shoot anything else because there were no penalty mics, and then you went up and did the same thing again. I mean, with a bunch of Alphas and Charlies and a bunch of no penalty mics, you did great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that stage is scored. I am totally confused. Um, I it was perplexing. I I want to go. I want to go back for a minute. Okay. Um, just because it just dawned on me. I didn't actually write it down. We kind of talked about it a little bit before while we were waiting on Chris to join the conversation. Um, yesterday, when I was looking at... Yesterday... Was it yesterday? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. It was the first day of shooting, so Sunday. Sunday, we were talking about... Um, how far Max Michelle was down in the standings on carry optics after day one. And I was like, uh-oh, there might be a new national champion. Well, apparently, now I was looking at today, Max Michelle still had a full day of shooting to go, and he was already in eighth place overall. Right. Apparently, he won every single stage he shot yesterday. Flipping A. Wow. That's a dude that came in focused, maintained his focus, and did everything he needed to do and just waylaid the competition on day two. 
Just so, beat hey, them down. Great use of waylaid. Like, perfect use of waylaid. And, yeah, I think I, I prob- I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that. When I went and talked to him and told him how amazing he was. Uh, bolstered uh, him enough you to get him You changed his luck. Day. You changed his luck. I, I helped him, as you say, waylay the competition. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Max Michelle, if you're listening to this, you are welcome. Yes, and I thank you, too, for those appetizers, because you waylaid it. You helped me. Okay, nobody needs to talk about that anymore. Huggy. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was just telling That's everybody, just like, how... <laughs> it's one that everybody knows how much you helped me, you know, just like you helped Matt. You helped me. And that, I, I fed him. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to use that to segue into the question you had talked about earlier leo which was how do you win a championship that's how you win a championship you don't let yourself get in your own head you don't let the results of others get in your own head and you get back to the basics and you shoot the way you can shoot because if you look at the way he had shot he i want to say he shot an he shot a match i don't know if it was an area championship or like a sectional or a state whatever it was and he was the high overall you know, shooting carry optics. And it wasn't even close. And, I mean, the guy is a machine. And, obviously, he went back, focused on what he needed to do, and did those things. That is how you win a championship. You worry about what you do, and you do the things you do well. And you make other people try to keep up. Yeah, so you make yourself the benchmark that people are looking at and are like, oh, I need to do that. Yep. Because he is he is consistent. I mean, even if you look at his draw stroke, it is identical every single time. Yeah. If you look at his footwork, it is pristine. If I mean, just his transition from target to target, you're like, I don't know how you do that without being a turret. Um, yeah, it's impressive. I was really disappointed in February when I came down here for the Florida Open and he was registered. He was on, he was um, squatted for the match and he never showed up because I really wanted to see him shoot. So it was nice being able to see him and, you know, I got to see Wanzik shoot. I got to see KC shoot. It was nice seeing those guys in carry optics shoot and how they did it. I mean, they they shot the same way I shot the stages. They just did it a thousand times better. But it was awesome to see how they did it, how they cut the corners, how they took little bits of time off. And it, it worked. I actually heard one of them this is what I haven't talked about for the shoot house. Unlike those elite guys, I didn't tell anybody my strategy because right. I heard them talking about someone who shot when they came around the wall, shot the mm-hmm. first port, came over to the second port. There was a target you could see all the yep, way in the, the back corner. Yep. Yeah. And... Someone was saying, they were talking about how one of them shot 
that target and the indoor target from that port and mm-hmm. and was leading that stage by two seconds. Yep. So when I was walking my stage today, I'm like, yep, there it is. Yep, I can hit it coming in. Then I can hit the target on the inside of the building. I'll change mags and go. And sure enough, just like on stage 19, I was able to get, and stage two, those long ones, I was able to get the fastest times. While shooting on the move and taking... And what it was, they were specifically talk, talking about when you got all the way down to the end of the building, if you had not shot that target, you had to go, you had to transition all the way to the left and then all, you know, 180 degrees basically, all the way back to the right. And yep. by shooting that target at that port, I'm able to remove that transition so I can shoot that, I shot that straight ahead target as I was approaching the end of the building. So then I was already pieing to the right as I came yep. through. So I was able to cut time off. Um, so very interesting to see what they were doing and how they were doing it. Because when we did our walkthrough on Saturday, I didn't even pick up that that target was there in that port. Right. It wasn't until I heard them talking about it. I was like, what? I didn't even catch that. So I, their stage planning just levels above. So you can learn a lot from these guys just by watching them and listening to them and, and what they're picking up on the little things they're talking about. Well, and it, and it speaks to what we talked about, I think, on the well, whichever day it was, either the first day or the second day, and not even just necessarily having a mentor, but just having somebody like a couple people or, you know, that they can help kind of guide you or set, set, like you said, that benchmark, that goal of, you know, achievement. That's like, Hey, I want to like, cause that's just another goal. That's, I want to shoot more like, you know, Max Michelle or Casa or a Juancet Kim or, or whoever, like that's a, that's a goal. It's not necessarily maximally achievable, but it's still something be like, Hey, I want to, be able to 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 have that thirty thousand foot view of the stage, so I can plan. And like you said, I mean that saved you seconds, yeah. not 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 tenths of seconds, seconds. Yeah, for sure. And seconds add up. That's what I hear. Yeah, they do. So. And that's that. I mean, that's that elite level strategy, you know, knowing and and really paying close attention to things. And that's what, that's what I got out after that was, okay, we need to start paying really close attention to minimizing the stops and try to keep things moving. And how can I shoot this over here or that? It's very interesting. It's like the one we were talking about with Mm -hmm. Huggy yesterday, where we looked at it in the children like, what is he doing when he shot a target two or three yards farther away than he needed to when he had to shoot from that other position anyway? Why not give yourself the benefit of That's getting a better yeah. score when you have to be there anyway? Right, for sure. Just start your movement sooner so you can get there and start shooting sooner, and that's how you save your time. Speaking of movement... Uh, freight train Gant coming through on <laughs> stage two. 
<laughs> yeah. I know we've talked about this before, and for those of you who, who maybe missed the first podcast, uh, Gant and I are not what you would consider small yep. people. Uh, we are, to put it mildly, Rubenesque. And to see a former football player just, I mean, moving. It, it, it's a sight to behold, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let me tell you, it was a sight that I could I thought I wasn't going to be able to stop. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Feet don't fail like, me now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're not kidding. I was like, oh, man. Coming in hot. Exactly. I hope exactly. Lisa isn't I, over I, there because you're going to kill her. <laughs> you never see her again. Oh, I'm telling you right now. I, I that stage, I honestly, I was like, I gotta, I gotta move. I've gotta move. I've gotta get over there. And uh, I was just, I let it all out. But I'm telling you right now, I thought I wasn't gonna stop. He found another like, gear, but he burned out the brakes. Yeah, pretty much. I was safe where I was, so but, I didn't care. Right. <laughs> So I would have got we would have gotten it on film. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I just thank God them shoes had or we're using those turf shoes because yeah I wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> but, Shout uh, out to Boombox. Yeah, not a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have to say that uh, I, this has been awesome. This has been awesome. Uh, I, you know, we do know ever, about it, right? If anybody ever, ever has had the inkling and says, "Oh, I would like to try it," you need to. Um, and I can tell you from a person who started in this that I was I was nervous and I was a little apprehensive at first, but you know having great people like yourself and uh, Dave and Lynn, Lynn and Randy, I mean, it was just awesome. And I love this sport, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's great. And the people that you get to meet, like at places like National, you know, these elite shooters and everything of that nature who are, who are very, you know, down-to-earth people. I mean, it's, it's awesome, you know. Well, I want to um, I want to talk about the give my thoughts on the three days of shooting. I thought it was awesome. We had challenges every day. Today was really the only day we didn't have any significant challenges we had to overcome. We had the ammo the first day. We had the monsoon the second day. Today we really didn't have anything, so it was nice. I thought the amount of stages we shot each day was the right amount of stages. We shot seven the first day, eight the second day, and today we shot seven plus we had chrono. And I'm sure those guys loved me having to chrono three different bags of ammo. But that was all good. So I thought the amount of shooting was good. For example, today, even with chrono, the way they ran it, I bagged my gun at 10.51 this morning when we started right at 7.45. I mean, we were supposed to start at 7.45. We started on time. Three hours later, I was bagging my gun. I thought that was pretty impressive. I thought 
All the ROs were very good. I thought they were all very professional. My favorite was the umpire for sure. That dude, he needs to be working professional baseball games because that guy is awesome. Two alphas! Yeah. But uh, (laughs) it was just a good time overall. Even that poor guy who had to RO us uh, yesterday on 19 in the torrential downpour, even though he was hating life, he still was professional and did what he needed to do. Um. So my hat is off to all of them, and and just the match in general. Shannon Smith ran a good match. I thought all the stages were good, even though yesterday I was unhappy with him for about thirty seconds till I realized it was me and not him. Um, but I, he he ran a great match. Uh, the ranges were in good order. I I would shoot it again. Yeah, agree. And I think that it it definitely for. At every level, in my opinion, at every level, it was challenging. It wasn't it wasn't as though the masters and GMs and all these elite level shooters, you know, a A level and even B, because there weren't a lot of, you know, us below that. Um, But at every level, I think it was challenging. It wasn't something that anyone could just sit back and be like, I'm going to set it on cruise control and be good to go. Nope. Like with as long as shots were, with as far apart as shots were, um, with as uh, not complicated, but as technical, like the whole you can only shoot certain targets from certain places. There was something for everybody to be challenged by. Yeah. I mean, even JJ, you know, posted that he had two mics on a target that that was a wide open target and it wasn't even a far target, you know? So regardless of your skill level, it was challenging for everybody. I mean, Max did not have a good first day. He was like 90 points behind the, the lead guy, but then, you know, he turned it around and caught up on day two. So I, it is definitely challenging. There is something here for everybody. I mean, that wall on the shooting house challenged that one guy. Oh, I made a comment on Instagram about that, by the way. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Whoever posted that, it was priceless and hysterical. And I hope that you see my follow-up comment because I think it was pretty witty. Yeah, I think that was uh, Go Fast, Don't Suck. It was. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Go Fast, Don't Suck. Great bunch of guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Huh? What do you think? We are, I like I said, this was awesome. This has been a great match, uh, especially being my first match. Uh, I shouldn't say first match, but first national match. Um, this this has been great. I've learned a lot, um, especially with uh, stage planning uh, <clears throat> and doing doing you know lots of walkthroughs, um, and also you know just uh, doing you you know just. You, you just go and shoot your game. Don't shoot somebody else's game. Don't try to uh, be up at another level or anything. Just shoot your game. And it's paid off. Um, also, at the same time, dry firing. I will, I will say again and again, dry firing has really improved my game quite a bit. And um, <clears throat> the stages were awesome. Um, 
they were they were complicated for me because I've never seen stages as technical as these were have were and are. So uh, they uh, they made me think outside the box a little bit in my own right, but um, they were awesome. And um, I, I, the ROs were very friendly. They were awesome. Uh, shout out again to uh, Dan Bernard who helped us out with the whole ammo situation at the beginning. Uh, he has definitely helped us out there, and uh, we always stayed in contact with us to make sure that we were we were good. Um, all the ROs were very friendly. Uh, they were always very helpful, you know. So it wasn't you know anybody rude or anything like of that nature. Um, and so I had a great time. It can't can't say anything negative about it. Uh, I look forward to going to nationals again um, and shooting uh, at the next national match, and um, and just improving my game each and every time. So off to you, Leo. Oh, I got to talk. Okay. Um, hey, I you- mean, it goes. Did you state what your what your thoughts were on the three days? Uh, uh, I'm about to. We'll, okay. we'll say that. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I was like, oh, did I? Um, I think the big thing, and th- this part goes out saying, I had a great, great time. Uh, but I'm going to say it anyways. I had a great time. Enjoyed every minute of it. Got to shoot with my friends. Um, day sitting shooting is better than a day sitting on a couch. Um, it's kind of like hunting that way. Like, can't kill them from the couch. You're not going to be shooting, you know, cardboard ninjas from sitting on your couch. So you got to get out there and throw lead at them. Um, uh, I think the big thing for me, my realization was just having the humility to to kind of see and the self awareness to be like, okay, this is where I am, um, and it's not always going to be where you want to be. Like, I'm obviously not where I want to be. Uh, in my ability right now, as Dave said the other day, like I have definitely regressed some. And again, part of that is just circumstance um, and just not having the, uh, the the time to do what I want to do or need to do in order to continue to progress. Um, but not getting mad about it, not getting upset or, you know, defensive or, or whatever you want to call it. Like I can't get mad that I have not improved because I have not been able to put the time in to improve. Um, so again, this is, this is made me want to be able to dedicate that time and given me the motivation to do that. Um, there some sacrifice does need to be made by it or to, to achieve that. However, um, at the end of the day, you know, if you want to get better in anything, um, you, you have to push yourself. So that's what I'm going to try to do. So yeah. Okay. That's, that's on three days. So we're going to have to sit down and um, on a future podcast, we're going to have to figure out what our next major match is going to be. Word. I think I think you guys need to look at trying to volunteer at a major match. Um, I think that will help with your knowledge of the game because uh, I know I've learned a ton from volunteering. So... Oh, yeah, I'll, I definitely will. Yeah, I definitely want to try to do that so that way I can uh, uh, increase my knowledge of, of this uh, sporting event. So, 
uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And, you know, I got I've got my goals already kind of, you know, kind of uh, gelling right now. I'm thinking, you know, trying to improve my uh, stage planning techniques, my uh, mag changes, uh, where to where to do my mag changes, and or or as Leo would say, count. So, so yeah, I'm, I've already got stuff that I'm. Once we get back, I'm already going to start working on. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to do my normal, take a few months off. But when I say take a few months off, it'll be from shooting. Number one, ammo. But um, yeah. Number two, this is about the time of year I start focusing on other things I need to focus on, and. I'll just dry fire and work on those things like transitions and moving while shooting, things like that to try to get better so that when I start shooting again, February, March time frame, then even though I haven't been shooting or competing, I will not have regressed and I should have my basics down even better. Yes. Oh, well, it looks like we got a plan. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to I, I go outside of the bounds of what we would normally do. But for those people who are listening or who may listen later, um, if you haven't listened to Steve Anderson's um, That Shooting Show or Ben Steger's Practical Shooting After Dark or even Cody Axon and Joel Park's um, Shoot Fast podcast, I encourage you to do it. Uh, I've learned a lot listening to those guys and been able to incorporate a lot of things. So it's extremely beneficial. I even recommend a lot of those single episodes to Leo and Chris. Um, yes. And I know I've said, and I, I wanted to do that because I've repeated some things in the last three days that they, that I've gotten from those other shows that actually helped me here um so i wanted to kind of let it be known that that is where some of that information is coming from it's not uniquely mine i didn't come up with it that's where i get it from those guys know what they're doing i'm learning and i'm regurgitating you guys have anything else Negative, Ghost Rider. So next time we're at Nationals, yeah. what should we not be? Don't be a little bitch.